Chapter 22, Gnome, Sweet Gnome. The kidnappers returned with snowshoes and heavy clothing for the journey. I dressed in the fur wraps the men provided. As we prepared to go, they retrieved gentry from outside. Though dim, there was still the unmistakable glow coming from inside the jar. The men began to place the jar into their packs. I need to be able to see her. One of you will have to carry her. You got a lot of demands, Junior, the little man observed. He did as I requested, however, and pulled the jar back from his pack. Take good care of our weakling friends, coward, the taller kidnapper said to Uncle Marcus as he slammed the door behind him. The journey back to the waterfall was a long one. The brief winter day had now passed as we traveled in darkness. There was only a thin slice of moon, and of course the revanchelet was no more. Gentry's glow proved to be our only guide. As we reached the frozen falls, I found that the opening Finway had cut was closing quickly. I crawled into the cave first, followed by the runty kidnapper. The large man barely fit through the tiny opening. This better not be some kind of trick, kid. I don't like crap places, he grumbled. I just want to be back with my grandfather and out of this place forever, I said. Well then, lead on, the little crook replied. The sooner we get going, the sooner you can find your old man and get out of here. The tunnel was dark as night, except for Gentry's tiny glow. We could see nothing. Hey, kid, it's too dark in here. We can't see where we're going. The burly kidnapper complained. Well, you won't like this, but if you let Gentry out, she will get brighter. She can give us plenty of light, and she knows the way better than I do. We told you, no way, kid. She's not coming out until we have what we came for. As with most tunnels through the mountain, this one was carved by the gnomes. Like all of their tunnels, it had many paths and turns. As we came to the first fork, I stood for a moment. Hmm, I'm not sure which way to go. It looks so different than the last time, I said. Just then, a tiny bright dot flew past our head and turned sharply to the right. Well, kid, the little man snapped. I think you've got your answer. We turned towards the right and continued on. Each time we came to a split in the tunnel, I stood puzzled and unsure. How long you say this tunnel was, boy? The big man bellowed. I think there are three or four more turns, I replied. You think? You think? Come on, kid. You said you knew the way. He said sharply. I'm sorry. I, I can't remember. I'm afraid we are lost in here. I don't even know the way out anymore. I lied, and then I began to cry. Okay, okay, okay. The small, exasperated kidnapper finally gave in. Let the fire fly out, would you? If it tries anything funny, you're dead meat, kid. I promise, she won't. I just want my grandfather. I don't care about anything else. I said, whimpering between each word. Gentry, as promised, stayed with us when she was let out of her glass cage. Her glow increased in brightness as well. We continued past turn after turn, Gentry confidently leading the way. 
Just then a swarm of lights flew over our head in a blinding flash. The two men ducked as the twinkling group passed. As promised, a small blue fairy stayed behind as the swarm left down the long dark tunnel. You're lucky this thing is so attached to you, kid, the big man said with a bit of surprise in his voice. Hey, I'm not so sure we need this pipsqueak. I think this firefly is going to lead us right to what we're looking for, the bald one added. Just then, two more fairies approached and joined us. The three blue lights began to pick up the pace. They stayed within sight, but just far enough ahead that my kidnappers had to pick up their speed as well. Follow those lights, the smaller kidnapper ordered. We have to keep up with them. Come on, kid, move it. We began to run further along the path. More and more fairies joined our troop until there were hundreds of the magical creatures lighting up the tunnel ahead for the intruders. It's brightest day in here, the big man barked. Grab the kid and let's get going. The two men grabbed my arms as I struggled to keep up with them. The fairies were going much faster than before. They were now so bright that one almost needed to shield his eyes to follow them. I could see nothing beyond the brilliant lights ahead of me, and I hoped my captors couldn't either. On and on through the tunnels we went. Turn after turn we followed the fairies. I could hear the men's labored breathing as they struggled to keep up. Drop the kid! We don't need him! Just don't loot them lights! yelled the smaller man. I sprawled across the rough stone floor as the two men let go of my arms. My hands burned as bits of stone cut into my palms. The pain was short-lived, however, replaced by sweet revenge. At the last second, as they approached a T in the tunnel, the fairy split into two directions. I heard a thunk, like two ripe melons hitting a tree. As the lights disappeared down the darkening tunnel, I could just see the outline of the two men sprawled across the cavern floor. The confused kidnappers had run headfirst into the cave wall and then into each other as they struggled to follow the fairies. The tunnel was plunged into total darkness. Strangely, I was not afraid. I knew these caves and their inhabitants. Soon rough hands grabbed my arms and legs as I was lifted into the air and carried off in some unknown direction. As I went, I could hear the two men yelling. Look what you got us into! Me? Whose harebrained idea was this after all? You sure didn't complain, fatty. Right, you little squirt, I oughta. Their voices trailed as I traveled deeper and deeper down the tunnel. The floor turned upwards as a bit of light was cast upon the base of the cavern. As we emerged from the passageway, we came into an open valley. I was astounded by what I saw before me. Finway had told me that the gnomes were hard workers, but I had a hard time believing this. There in the valley was what appeared to be the winter home of Santa Claus. If I took every storybook picture that I had ever seen, they would not equal the image that now met my eyes. Gentry must have gone straight to the gnomes when she left with a swarm of fairies. With her direction, these industrious fellows had hurriedly built a winter village, complete with a log cabin. A sign was posted above the door that read in bold letters, Santa's Workshop. In front of the cabin sat a royal chair, clearly for Santa Claus. 
Fairies filled the large pines that dotted the landscape, making them twinkle under the star-filled sky. Hung throughout the trees were emeralds and rubies, which were lit up by the fairies. Their glow cast bright red and green colors of Christmas about the land. The royal chair on which Santa Claus was to sit was encrusted with the brilliant gems as well. It was the merriest of scenes, lacking only the great man himself. That too was soon remedied, as Saint Nick appeared from one of the side tunnels that led into the valley. He was dressed in his best red and white suit. His golden buckle reflected the scene like a storm mirror. His brown leather boots shine in the Christmas glow. There was no mistaking him. This was the real Santa Claus. Nicholas! He bellowed as he entered. So good to see you, my boy. I am sure your grandfather will be greatly relieved. It was comforting just to be in his presence. I felt safe again for the first time in a long while. When we got word of your capture, he continued more seriously, we were all very worried. From what I hear, though, you are one devilishly smart young man. At this, he chuckled and rubbed my head. I could not help myself. I gave him a great hug around his middle. I think your plan is wonderful, Nicholas, he said softly as his arm wrapped around my back with a gentle pat. So Gentry reached you as well, I said. I was worried. I hoped you could get here in time. Ho, ho, ho. I wouldn't miss this for the world, he said as the dimples on his cheeks brightened to a rosy shade. If two people ever deserved a lump of coal in their stocking more, I have not yet met them.